are you doing, Luke? How's New Zealand today? You're surfing again or what? No, no, we're not surfing yet. We've still got three, two, two days. One day, two, no, one and a half days left before we can surf again. So it's been ah. five weeks now, or six weeks since I last went surfing. So five weeks of, of lockdown where we haven't been able to go surfing. So yeah, uh, counting down the hours, probably about, I'm going to say 33 hours, 30 hours till we can surf again. Wow. That's great, yeah. man. Yeah, we're uh, San Diego, where I'm at, is reopening on Monday. So same thing, probably about 30 hours. But who's counting? Who's counting, Luke? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's none of right. us have been... No. no no one's really been itching to surf that much. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm so stoked to be on your podcast. Thank you for asking me. This is yeah, well, incredible, thank man. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, it wasn't Absolutely. until, I guess, the apocalypse hit or the pandemic, or whatever it's called um, at the moment. It wasn't until that hit where I kind of figured out that I could potentially create podcasts or something um, with people who, who are not even in Raglan. Um, like, you're not, you're not even in the Waikato, which is the region we're in. You're, you're, you're somewhere else. Where, where exactly are you? I am in the United States of America in sunny Southern California, San Diego County, in a city called Oceanside. Yes, Ocean that's side. where I am at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Proud um, to be here. And and so, like, I mean, what's been what's been going on over 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 there? We talked about this the other day. That's what. If someone's listening to this, they're probably like, you know, what are these? Have these guys <laughs> met before or whatever? We have met. We met on the internet a few days ago, and we tried this um, previously, but but it um it, it didn't work uh, mainly because neither of us are really good with technology. It's shocking. So. You would think we would both be like really, really good with technology, and, but you know, as it were, we're not. We're not. It's not. No, I get extremely frustrated channel. with technology all the time. Me I, too. Me I'm too. never stressed apart from when technology fails me, and um, it's. I, I feel like that's quite a. Um, yeah. A uh, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a dick move, really, because technology does a lot of really good things for us. It's it's really helpful. Um, but then when it fails, the, the small times that it fails, it's just, it's never good enough. I know. It's never good enough. I always thank God for the guys that made Instagram. And then sometimes I get frustrated. I go, why am I getting frustrated? I can't, I can't even build something basic with Legos. And these guys made this thing. Whoever the Zoom people are that made this, thank you, Zoom. I get to talk to Luke in New Zealand. This is incredible. I love it. Yeah. I know, but if it glitches out, we'll be fucked off. That's not That's cool. That's true. That's yeah. true. That would not be cool. And then yeah. and then we'll get upset. Yeah. Yeah, so true. if they bringeth and then if it taketh away, even like a little taketh, it's um <laughs> that's not acceptable at all. No. That's it's because not. we've 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 become too accustomed to fantastic technology. And this uh, is true. and and then if it if it fucks out on us, it's um that's the real apocalypse, you know? It is. Not it this is virus. And- I like though that it took an apocalypse for you to figure out that maybe you should start podcasting. You know, sometimes you people need that push. You needed a global pandemic, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna get into the podcast game. And I like that it took, you know, this to make that happen. Yeah, Nobody, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy that it took you know like oh, I guess hundreds of thousands of millions of people to get sick, and you know tens of thousands yeah. of people to die for me to figure yeah. out that I could do a podcast. So um, that's probably a more morbid way of looking at it. But, you know, like positive things can come out of negative situations as well. I agree. Life is a mystery, Luke. And, you know, we don't know why things happen. But I think that it – I'm not – never mind. I'm not going to get into this. But, yes. Hey, we don't want to go too deep. We don't want to go too go. deep and too mm-hmm. philosophical too early. Um, because I've only I'm only half a coffee half a coffee deep, and I haven't had a beer yet. So yes. we'll just we'll just slowly we'll slowly get there. So just like just it. pump the Make brakes. It a slow burn. Pump the brakes. Slow burn. Pump the brakes a little bit. Take a deep breath. And I'm nervous, man. I'm a fan. I, I'm a fan, and I'm gonna just gonna say this outright. Uh, you should have a million followers, and the fact that you don't is bullshit. I'm just gonna say it, Luke needs at least a million followers. It's disrespectful. That that whole 
that whole empire that you're creating, I hope it just explodes. Just we gotta get gotta get you get you going. Gotta get you to America. I myself, I'm one of the main social influencers in the 40 year old demographic for white male men who surf. Yeah, you're really you've really crushed that market. That very very specific market. Very, very on, specific on social media. Yeah. And how and was what, in, how did you how did you get there? How did you become a a social media sensation, an internet mogul? You know, at God. the at the ripe old age of um, well, what did you kick it off? 37, 38 years old. I I kicked it off at thirty seven. I was working as a night janitor at an elementary school, and I I I'll be honest, I was I was doing a little boozing at night when I was cleaning the floors, you know, and I started making videos, and I sort of developed a following a rabid following of 150 people and and they would do uh you know tell other people and then i got 200 people to follow me and then uh kook of the day is what happened that's it so yeah i was 37 and then uh i really stopped caring and not giving a crap really anymore about like what people thought of me and so i just started putting it out there what i thought was funny and then Kook of the Day started posting some of these videos of me basically acting like a 40-year-old guy that thought he ripped and was sponsored. And then, um, yeah, that's how that took off. So thank God, Kook of the Day. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, uh, Kook of the Day. And did you yes. get quite a few people when you were just first starting out that thought you were, you were serious? I got a lot of concern that I was mentally ill. Okay. I got that a lot. You know, I would get like, are you doing okay? Are you, are you depressed? And I'd be like, I'm just, this is pretend time. I'm just using social media for shits and giggles for fun. You know, it has nothing to do with anything other than giving myself a laugh. And so I would tell people that, but people that I grew up with, like, they're like, you've been doing this kind of stuff our whole lives, like joking around since we were kids. So yeah, that, I don't know. I just, got that initially and then people were like oh this is funny you know he's he's just joking and i still get people all the time that don't think i'm joking which i don't know how so many people are born without like the sarcasm gene or a sense of humor it really is a sense of humor and a lot of people don't have that sense it's weird yeah that's true some people really don't pick up on it i've i've noticed that mm -hmm. um with some of the stuff that i do and I think that's in part why I do some of the stuff that I do is to try and get to those people who don't understand me. And if they think I'm serious, then I feel like I've, I've achieved a, a little victory there. Um, Dude, I, I could, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I know, I know what you're saying. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's funny to you that they think it's serious. That's amazing. Like if you, did you put a drone in the air when you drew the big stand-up paddleboarder in the sand? Was that yeah. a drone shot? Yeah, yeah. So that that was a drone shot, and that started off because I I I wanted to draw a large, you know, phallic image or a big oh, a big cock on the beach. <laughs> I just wanted to do that, and I wanted to make some kind of video out of it, and right. then I worked my way back from there. And then, um, and then I drew a stand-up paddleboarder riding a massive dick, um, but I don't think anyone took that serious. Nah, actually, some people would have taken that seriously, but that one was good because it it um, it riled up a few of the the stand-up paddleboard community, yes. and that's always fun. That's ne that's always. never a bad time. If I never if I can time. offend someone uh, uh, from the stand-up paddleboard community. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it every day of the week. Um, so you're, because they're easy. They're easy. They're easy. Easy game. Easy game. The uh, the one that I love too, and everybody loved here, was when you're running with your helmet on through all the knives and the like rusty axes, and you're like, "This is basically surfing in quarantine. This is how you train for it." That's real life. I almost got axed today. Some some guy almost killed me today, and it was it was nuts. I had so you can still surf at the moment. You can still surf. Yes, yes. At Man. certain spots, certain spots. But and like so today, what happens? Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, because I saw I saw a video that you posted, and and you were, um, you know, just complaining, whinging, or or whatever, yeah. you know, about some guy who was 
being an absolute menace out in the surf. And yeah. I, I thought that was just old footage that you you dug up from the archives. Um, no, that but... was like six hours ago. <laughs> oh, okay. That was this morning. Yeah. Um, I hide in my van, van okay, because you're not allowed to park by the beach, but there's private, like, rich people communities. So I'll go in in the dark in my van. I'll change into my wetsuit in my van, and then I'll run down to the beach. And that's that's the beach I went to. And I was in this private community, and it's literally one of the only open beaches, and it's a left point like Raglan. Actually, not like Raglan at all. Raglan's an incredible world-class wave. This is just a short left point, and there's everybody everybody's there because we can't surf anywhere and there's there's like straight beginners but this guy was like just past the beginner phase where he's pretty confident and he can go down the line but he was just taking every wave back paddling everybody going on every wave and then he started going right on the left point break into people running into people so i finally had a conversation with him and he just was the oblivious guy like i don't understand what you're I don't get it, man. Why are you yelling at me? What's love? That that just sounds like a, a typical day in Raglan. And for you, that that guy stood out for you. But for me, that would uh, that guy wouldn't stand out because there are you know there are a dozen of those guys yeah. out out in Raglan every how day. Do, how do you handle? At what point do you say I'm going to have a conversation? Like be like, what what are you doing? What you're doing is wrong. How do you correct the behavior? Or do you even try? Uh, I try. If I see someone doing something dangerous, dangerous. then I'll have a word to them. Um, yes. Or if they they hinder my uh, enjoyment, you know, uh, then I'm going to have a word to them. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be a, a, a dickhead out there, but right. I want people to know that not only what they're doing is wrong, but then that I'm the king dick out there as well. I also <laughs> want them to know that. But I also want to do it in an educational way. So if I can yes. educate someone... So that they yes. know that I'm the king dick out there, but then also that they are doing something wrong and they need to rectify their behavior, but mainly that I'm the king dick out there. If I can do that in a polite way, then, you know, I'm all about that. But I've I've had my patience tested a couple of times, but I think that only happens when uh, someone, like, injures me. Like, um, right. Yeah, and I haven't had that often, which is which is, is fortunate. Will um, you ever do, guy. like... Will you do a turn? It is fortune for him. Do you yeah. put anger into your turns? Like, will you be like, Aah! when you're having an angry session, will you smash the lip harder? Like you're like you're gonna kill? Nah, like well, kill no, the lip? well, I do that, but it's not because I've got like pent up anger from that session from the people who are who I um who are out of line. You know, it's more it's surfing is my way of venting my frustrations about my entire life. Because I'm a pretty mellow, chill guy, you know. I don't get, I don't get affected yeah. by a lot, but uh-huh. I have to, I have to vent that frustration and that anger towards something. So um, I do it in my surfing. That's so why there's like, chi- there's like childhood stuff that comes out when you're yeah. hitting the lip. Like yeah, there's uh, a lot Dad, of mom. Ah, I yeah, like I, I still I still remember um yeah a lot of stuff from childhood that I've obviously suppressed and then it comes out when when I'm surfing. And um I'm like kind of like if you look at someone like Craig Anderson or you know, Rob Machado, someone who's like really stylish surfer, mm-hmm. um and, and you can see they're pretty laid back and chill. Like I kinda of consider myself the opposite of that, but then also the same, you know. Dude, what you just said is so powerful to be, to kind of take those two mixes of style, yet the rage, the aggression into one human. God gave you a lot of gifts. I noticed somebody said in one of your comments the other day, you don't get to rip at surfing and be the funny guy. And, and, you know, be, what are you? Six foot two? Is that correct? Yeah. Six foot two. Yeah. Yeah. God's not supposed to give all that to one person. So you better thank your lucky stars and you better do something with your life, Luke, which I think you are. Look, and I'm I trying want... to. I, I went You're... down the professional surfing um, path. Well, I tried to, but I was always mm-hmm. intimidated by other people that surfed. So it, it didn't work out very well. So now yeah. in the in the latest stages of my surfing career, uh, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit, you know, and, um, and produce surfing videos that are less, less high performance, but with more entertainment value. Yes. I think that's what everybody enjoys. If I look back at all the things I liked 
when I was a kid. I liked the funny stuff, the less serious stuff. It's been so just like really high def, like beautiful water, looks so professional, but then there's no like fun or soul to it. And I'm over all that stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm also not a huge to, fan. I'm not into that. I mean, I love beautiful surfing. I don't get me wrong. I love beautiful cinematography. And if anyone's out there and needs somebody to, you know, host something, I'd be more than happy to do that. But I just like the fun stuff more. Can I yeah, have this I, beer? I like, I like, Can I have? What? Oh, are you having a beer? Wait, hold on. I'll have mine. Wait, I'll just finish my coffee first. You finish um, your coffee. I'm going to wait for you. I'm just, I'm, I'm parched. No, no, I'm done. I've just finished my coffee because the whole, my, my theory with having a coffee and then having a beer after it was that, you know, that's kind of like a simulation of an entire day within this recording. Because I start my day, I start my day with a cup of coffee. That's the first thing that I have before I even start thinking. So somehow my body makes its way into the kitchen to, to create a, a cup of coffee. And then, you know, I live the first uh, three, four hours of my day before I have a beer. So um, cheers. Cheers. And you know what? Why do people give you a hard time about your beer of choice? That is not your beer of choice, is it? No, it's not. No. Uh, my beer you, of choice is this one on my hat there, Victoria Bitter. But tonight you're treating yourself to, is that a Japanese beer? This is a Japanese beer. This is a sahi. You have a lot of taste, my friend. That is awesome. Good for you. Thank it's you. a classy move. It's a good beer, but it's not, um, it's not my favorite. But hey, look, I'll take whatever I can get at the moment. I don't want to be... I don't want to be fussy because we are in the midst of the apocalypse and you've got to take whatever you can get. You take know, we're you all, we're all, we're all scrounging around to try and put together, you know, the pieces of our lives back together. And, you know, if those pieces of our lives have beer in the pieces and, and then those, and then the piece and the beer and the, and if the beer is, is this beer and not another beer, then those pieces of, that are made of beer <laughs> if, if, and then and i'm yeah no i'm just happy to be drinking a beer no, that's, that's what i'm trying powerful. to say dude no it, they were wise words and if we're mm. being honest do you know what this is do you know why i i did not put this here as an advertisement for futures surfboard fins which i prefer over the other brands i put this koozie on because it's a cause light is a bud light a bud light that I that I got from my neighbor because I'm not supposed to be drinking beers. I paid him five dollars for four Bud Lights. That's all right. That's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? Is that a good deal? It's pretty. Good. I think it's a good deal, but it's kind of sad that I'm hiding Bud Light from my wife and I'm a forty year old man. That's sad. What What the hell is the deal with you, bloody you, you Americans and your light beer though? Like I don't know. What, so from what I've heard, it's not actually a light beer. It's just low in carbohydrates. Is that right? That's correct. This only has six carbs. We're very carb conscious. Do you guys drink IPAs? Are you guys all athletes over there? No. No. People want to portray the fact that they're athletes. I just need to go to Australia or New Zealand and find my people because I don't I don't think I ever was one of these people, whatever we are here. I want people I want to I want to go somewhere where I can say the C word without fear of getting tossed in jail can't say that here i'll lose my job and you guys say it openly i'm talking oh, about oh. the word that that rhymes with runt yeah cunt. You know what I'm yeah saying. we say it all the time but oh. we're allowed to say it and that's <clears> the thing <throat> is that we're, we're we're brought up using that word all the time and we even use it as a term of endearment you know with so, a, i call someone a, a good cunt and it's <laughs> you know they're, they're happy they're stoked but then for you guys if you utter that word at any stage you know, you're, ooh, no. dude. It's a le it's a lethal weapon. It's like yeah. shot, shot. It's like pulling out a gun. Shots fired. If you say that word, everything goes. Whoop, just stops. It's powerful though. But that's the thing because we don't we don't have a word because we've used all the words. We used yes. all the profanity, so we use it all right. so often that we don't have a word that has any kind of effect. We've got no emphatic words left. Whereas you guys, you can just throw out the cunt card, and it's like boom. That's a, you know, that's a conversation stopper or, you know, that's, um, that's a powerful word. We don't have any of those. Do, do you, I'm curious, this is a little off topic, but the people that I get, I think you guys call them caravans or people that drive around in motorhomes that are tourists. Are, freedom do, are, do freedom they, campers. Freedom camp. Do well, they you don't bother? have those. 
not like you guys. I know that's uh. like a thing in New Zealand. Like here, people are like, I'm going to go to New Zealand and we're going to get we're going to get a motor home and we're just going to drive around everywhere. It's going to be great. Like it's a thing to do there. Yeah. It's um, yeah? It, and they defecate everywhere too. Do they? Yeah. Everywhere. What? But um, no, that's, that's been a very popular thing for quite some time now where people will come over and they'll buy a, you know, a shitty old Toyota Hi-Ace and, um, and some people even paint on it. They paint like spiral designs and stuff like that. They'll put some curtains up burn a little bit of incense uh. in there, get a bucket for the toilet, um, the toilet slash uh, sink, uh, and yes. then they'll just roam around the country and, you know, try and exploit New Zealand for, for all it's worth. Um, wow. But now it's... Because, I mean, obviously the whole world's kind of fucked. But, Did they um, kick everybody out? Did they kick all the people that, like, weren't supposed to be there out? I think I think we tried to kick everyone out. Um, yeah. We, you know, we were trying to entice everyone to, you know, go home, um, yeah. but I there's still some people floating around because some people have work visas. You can get a two year right. work visa for New Zealand, so a lot of people come over on those and and they'll buy a van and then they'll live out of their van for for two years, which is uh, pretty creepy. But it is. Um, yeah. They survive Definitely off that. Creepy. Yeah, so we won't have any new van people, but we still have some pre-existing van people from you know the pre-coronavirus uh, apocalyptic times. So um, yeah, we're we're not going to have tourists anymore for a while. So that's going to be very interesting. It is. It's going to be awesome for you, but bad for the economy probably because a lot of people rely on that. Can I ask you another question? Far away. And this is this is just as a child. You think New Zealand. Have you ever sheared a sheep, Luke? Uh, no. No, I've never sheared okay. a sheep. I thought all of that's you guys a, That's had... a very good question. Yeah, no, well, that I is thought a... that was something you do as a yeah, New Zealander. That is a common misconception that um, many people do think about New Zealanders. They think that most of us grow up with sheep. And, yes. um, and then Australians will, will lead you to believe that some of us have relations with sheep. Which is which is also untrue. That one is a that's a huge misconception. Um, but no, never never shared. Sean shored Sean okay. a sheep. I'm not okay. sure if it's shared or shorn. Um, see, that's how much I haven't shorn a sh- or shared a sheep. I don't even know can what I be, it's called. Can I be perfectly frank with you, Luke? Yeah, go for it. I've spoken with some Australians and they have not said the kindest things about your people. No. Why? 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 Well, we we have a rivalry, okay? Australians and New Zealanders have a rivalry, and I think it dates back to, um, I guess, New Zealanders looking at Australians as an island full of convicts, and wow, and well, that's only because they are the they they were um. No, they are. They are. They are. They are. It's an island of convicts. I don't mean convicts now. Like they, you know, obviously couldn't keep all Australians in, in prison. But no, they right. started off. They were colonised by prisoners, and and this actually doesn't really have anything to do with our rivalry. I just really wanted to say that, just so that you knew that they they are a an island of convicts. But no, we do have like a, a rivalry. New Zealanders, I feel like we've always been Australia's younger brother. Um, mm. So we've always kind of, you know, been on the back foot a little bit. So we're always like, you know, nipping at their heels, trying to get one over them. And um, they probably just see us as a bunch of fucking pests. And uh, we're, what we're did extremely... You call pests? Pests. Sorry, it's my accent, what isn't is... it? No, what does it mean though? Pests. pests. No, pe- oh, how, how do you pronounce it? Like pissed off? Pissed. Oh, pe- past? Pe- past? Oh, <laughs> pissed. You know, like a rodent, like a rat. What would oh, you call pest. that? Pissed. I got pissed. you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's my, it's me. Pest. Nah, that's yes. all good. We got there in the end. It's all good. I get that often. Hey, can I tell you something? This yes. kid from, this kid from New Zealand came as an exchange student when I was in high school my junior year. And uh, he got all the girls in our high school. He took all the chicks. He was there for a year. 
and he had the accent, and uh, he he took all our women, and then he just left. Yeah, it was well, a pretty. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe wild. it, but it, it's not the same effect over here for us. <laughs> I yeah. believe it. Yeah, I the accent it. doesn't really it. work with people that share the same accent. Um, Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. But then I hey, find look, if there's one of my kids. Oh, in the backdrop there. Yeah, beat it. Told him I was talking to Luke, <laughs> and he's disrespect. Don't disrespect this man. He's a legend. How many? You've got two, don't you? I got two. Two boys, seven and five. They're good, 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 good kids. Hey, and um, I. Sorry, go ahead. I'm asking too many questions. Are they surfing yet? No. No, no. I'm afraid that if I push him into it. It's super popular here to push your kids into things like he's going to be a pro baseball player. He's going to be a pro football player. He's going to be a pro surfer. And they start them young and they drill them and they don't go to regular school. They homeschool them. It's all mom and dad that want to fulfill their dreams and put it on the kid. So I'm not down with that. They're like playing piano. Their mom, I, let's be honest, I don't do anything. The mom does everything. And she's raising them up right. And I just come in every now and then and, and give them like a look, a stern look or a stern talking to, or maybe a high five or a pat on the back. But no, when they want to get into it, I'll be happy to show them. But until that time, I don't know. That's cool. So you're not a soccer dad? Not at all. I don't like that. But I wanted to ask you is I don't understand rugby at all, but I want to. Is it worth my time to get into that sport or – do you have a passion for it or is it just completely a ridiculous thing? I just, I need to know. I don't understand the rules. Yeah. But I kind of uh, want to. It's probably the same with me and, and your your local game of football, um, American. Okay. What's it called? American football or gridiron? What's the, the technical term for that sport? We call it football, but the rest of the world calls soccer football, I guess. There's a whole bunch of different footballs. Yeah. We say, we just say football. Yeah. That's, if you ask an American, football, we think tackle football, NFL, helmets, shoulder pads. Yeah. And, I mean, how often does the foot connect with the ball? Not much. Only on field goals and punts and kickoffs. That's interesting, it. Interesting name then. Interesting name. Rugby, though, that is our <laughs> national sport. Uh, yes. And I'm not a huge fan of it. Okay. I'm not a fan of it at all which kind of makes me somewhat of a, a, a kind of like a defector or something, you know? Right, um, right. But it's it's basically you just get 15, I'm pretty sure it's 15 people, 15 people each side, and then and then one, start, one side starts off with the ball, and then they kick it, and then the other team, they catch the ball, and then they just they run with the ball, like one person has the ball, and then they run into the other 15 people, and then the aim is to get that ball to the other person's line, try line, as it's called. Okay. And then, and then they have to, you know how like you have a touchdown, also yes. where you don't actually have to touch the ball down, you know. And But right. in rugby, you actually have to put the ball down. So in rugby, it would be more fitting if that was called a touchdown instead of a try. Whereas you could call it a try because you're trying to put the ball over the line. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, none, it doesn't make any sense. All right, well, I'm not getting no into rugby. No sport does. Then. If Luke doesn't like like rugby, then I'm not I'm not going down that road. I mean, it could be a good sport. It's could um be. oh, it's our national sport. It's the only it's the only sport that's really truly accepted in New Zealand. Um, yeah. everything else is kind of a novelty after rugby. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, one more question. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. far away. I know you're in a, a committed relationship with a with a woman. You have a girlfriend, but do you get a lot of uh, young ladies that come a calling in your DMs? They kind of slide into your DMs and go, "Luke, what's up? Do you get any of that?" Uh, no, not really. I mean, I might, but I'm not very good at picking up on, you know, signs because <laughs> apparently that's the thing. Apparently that's a thing when someone will like message you. And then they'll ask right. you something and you're like, oh, this person's asking me something. And, and apparently that's sometimes, that's what they call sliding into the DMs. It's not just wow. a straightforward, hey, I'm interested in you potentially sexually. It's just that, hey, you know, I, you're cool or something. You know, hey, how are you? Yeah. And then I well, don't pick a, up on those. 
That's a, I don't either. It's the fun part about being older and doing this. People use like slang, like 20 year olds use slang and stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. They all call me dad. They're like, dad. Oh, hey, dad. And they use all these weird things. And there's names for all this different stuff. And, you know, talk normal. Yeah. Do they call you dad? Is it dad? Is that like a slang term? Like, because they used to use that. Like, hey, daddy, you know, like that kind of thing. But. It's like you're older and hi, oh, hi, yeah. hi. You, yeah. you you're you could be my dad, so they all say dad and just, Yeah. Well um, you must you must get um DM'd quite a bit from from ladies, like because you're quite a you're probably one of the the I don't know how what's a good word to, to say about a an influencer. I guess you're probably one of the more influential surf influencers going around yeah. at the moment i mean it's uh i don't know what i am i don't know what i'm doing to be honest with you but it seems to be working so i just keep doing it that's pretty much pretty much what's what's happening and i'm enjoying myself uh it's fun and i like it and uh sometimes people give you a free hat don't want to say no to that well, or that's cool. give us a plug free give koozie? us a plug on that hat what's that hat i can't quite see it Plug it. This, this this says Country Club Surf Club Bro Team, and this is the first wave pool <laughs> clothing brand oh, for what? surfers. Wave, wave pool clothing brand. Yeah, they're they're cornering the market before the wave pool epidemic spreads across the world. They just want to slide in early uh, and say we are the world's first wave core. Pool they're brand. core to wave pooling. That's it. Where do, you think wave, where, where do you think wave pooling sits and surfing? Do you think that I'm that'll gonna, be its own kind of niche thing? This is what I think. I think there's a kid out there who lives in the city who is better than Kelly Slater that had there not been a wave pool that was developed, this kid's never going to surf. But there's going to be some kid with freaky balance and he's going to rip so hard. And then at some point, he's going to have to be put in the ocean and learn about tides and currents and reefs and all this different stuff that goes on it. But I think like skateboarding, all the skaters are inland, you know, because it's everywhere or basketball. There's going to be some people that pop up out of this wave pool thing that are freaks. And we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, they're so much better than the people we... Uh, yeah, but it has, yeah. it's 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 almost like a movie. You could almost make a movie about it, you know. And you have a guy who like grows up surfing a wave pool, and then one day he goes over to like Hawaii or something, and then just ends yeah. up staying with like a legendary shaper. And yeah. then next thing you know, he's getting intimidated by you know Dahui, and then he meets mm-hmm. a girl, and then he like falls over and cuts his back on the reef, and then she puts some alloy on it. And then, and then, like, Laird Hamilton pulls his leash in the Pipe Masters. You know, it's like a, you, you could see it becoming a movie. You could see it happening. What you're saying is so true. Speaking of which, have you had any experiences on the North Shore of Oahu and the big waves? No, I've never been there. You've never been? Is it no. because just just haven't, hadn't happened? I just don't really travel anywhere, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I barely you leave stay- Raglan. It's pretty good here. Can I? Is it insulting if I say you stay in the Shire, or is the that Shire. is that not cool? The Shire, that's a Lord of the Rings reference because they filmed it. Yes, in New Zealand. I was just trying to think. They have shires. They also have shires in Australia. Tweed Heads is a shire, I believe. I don't even know what a shire is. I just know it's the word. Neither do I. Is, but it is, is it yeah. a pasture? A pasture? A place where people live and it's very green. It's I think it's just of, a uh, region. I think it's a, a region. region. It's uh, maybe there might be towns and shires. I'm I'm not sure, but it is a very Lord of the Ringsy thing, because that's it where is. that's where Frodo and all the other hobbits they lived in a shire. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And do, yes. have you have you seen all of Lord of the Rings? Because that is another thing which defines our country. Um, when you when I tell people that I'm from New Zealand, they're like, "Oh, Lord of the Rings," and that, that's you know, basically I'm, what most people think of New Zealand. I, uh, I'm an adult and, uh, even when I was younger, I wasn't, I don't want to use this word because it's offensive to some people, but I wasn't kind of a geeky kid and I wasn't super into that stuff. So, uh, it's been a minute since I saw the Lord of the Rings. I'm not, I'm not super into elves and orcs 
and all of that. But I appreciate that it helped out your economy. I think that's awesome. Now so you, you have Lord you of the Rings to... tours. Yeah, no, we do. And um, uh, Matter Matter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a that's its own tourism industry. Well, not anymore because the apocalypse killed it. Yes. But it was, you know, part of our tourism industry was people would come to, to Matter Matter, um, which is a scummy town in the middle of the Waikato, which is the region <laughs> that I live in. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty shitty place. So that's really all it has going for it. Um, yeah. That and uh, beef. Yeah. Selling meat. Meat. Beef. Yeah. Beef. Meat and hobbits. And hobbits. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I read it. I'm going to tell you something. I almost came to New Zealand in 2004. I read a book. It was uh, called The Surfer's Guide to the World. I bought it at a bookstore and it broke down all these different spots. And I looked at New Zealand and I'm like, lefts, nice people. The food looks good. It didn't seem too unaffordable at the time. And I didn't pull the trigger, and I wish I had gone to New Zealand. And it's one of my regrets in life that I have not been there because I've just heard the people are really kind and really nice. Is that true, or are there are there dicks where you live too? Well, most of the time they are kind and nice. Like we're a pretty mellow people, but I don't know if it's the same over there for you at the moment. But like people. Are kind of turning into dicks at well just at the moment because of the apocalypse and it's all you know they're, they're really going for the the um the selfish approach you know uh so it has turned a lot of people into dicks um whereas they were once potentially not dicks all right do you guys have costco there uh we don't we don't you don't costco is like a big do you have a big store where you can buy food or anything, but it comes in big items? Meaning, like, if you buy toilet paper, you're going to get 30, 30 bulk yeah. bulk items. You have a store like no, that? No, we don't, actually. You don't? No, no. We're all, it's all very boutique here. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. My wife is bringing me an album with pictures of her in New Zealand. Well Whoa. played, honey, honey buns. She's been everywhere. Oh, Husband's she been has. Her. You haven't. She's a goofy foot too. So let's see, let's see. She's just standing there showing them to me. I'm actually on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? There's pictures of her in caves. There she is. I'm sure this is very exciting to see. Oh, where where's you that? Live. Oh no, that's Cathedral Cove on the Coromandel. Cathedral I think that Cove. Here she is uh, at some waterfall. Oh, that looks like that could be. Was that in Raglan, Bridal Vale Falls? Where's Raglan? Hard to Is tell. That Bra- yeah, they were at Raglan. That's what. Yeah, she that said, looks yes. like Bridal Vale Falls. Yeah, yeah, very that's, cool. That's good. That's good to see. Yeah, back when you know you printed photos out and stuff. I don't want to look through there. There's always pictures of her with like random dudes on her uh, trips. And I'm always like, oh, you met some Kiwi guy or some Australian guy? And she's always like, yeah, we traveled around for five days together. And I'm like, I want to hear your stupid story about traveling with some foreign dude. Yeah, keep I don't to want to hear it. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Sorry. That's all right. It's good to go down, um, you know, have a look at some photos that your, your wife took. Yeah, there's always a local Zealand? guy though. Always a local guy. That was I. I don't know you, Luke, but let's just say, you know, you're a hot, tall, New Zealand guy who's a professional surfer. You're hanging out at Raglan, and some beautiful American girls show up. Honey, come over here. Have you ever seen this guy before? And then you're out in the lineup at Raglan, and he's like, "Hey, I'd love to show you around. Oh, come over to my place." The wine is great. That's a terrible accent. Have some wine. And he pours a little bit. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we're just nice guys. And then before you know it, she never leaves New Zealand because she's pregnant with the Kiwi's baby. Yeah, but that didn't happen with, with you. Or it didn't happen for you. Like, you're, you're good. You're sweet. I, I, we don't, apparently it didn't happen. We never really know the truth about our significant other, do we? She could be withholding information. Oh, she says it's impossible to get citizenship there, though, so I guess. Oh, it is. I don't know yeah, what it's, that, it's very tricky. If she got pregnant, could she get citizenship? Yeah, that's my 
Probably, yeah, I think so. Probably, but you can't just you can't just go to New Zealand as a backpacker, meet another backpacker, have a kid in New Zealand, and then just expect your whole family to become New Zealand citizens. I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way. I'm pretty sure a lot of American girls go to New Zealand, and there's a lot of lot of locals that love to show them around, which is yeah. fine. I do the same thing. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, they're there for adventure. They're feeling feeling wild. All right, I've got off topic. I'm sorry. No, it's just no one... there used to be this house downtown. It was like the American sex house where all the like American <laughs> girls would go and just have sex with all the, the local guys. It was a bit this, over the top, but it was it was fun while it lasted. This half of the this Bud Light has really, really, uh, really hit the old dome hard. You've got emotional. I got emotional. Real quick. So. I'm, I'm starting to run out of beer. This sucks. It, it's more jealousy. I mean, I just, I want to travel. There's so many places I want to surf. Where have you gone? You said, have you, where have you gone surfing besides New Zealand? Man, I haven't been many places at all. Uh, I used to go to Indonesia every year. Wow. Yeah. That's and Indonesia, awesome. Indonesia, if you're not sure what that is, that is like our version of, I guess for you, like South America, like Mexico or um Mm -hmm. honduras or somewhere like that you know it's a quick flight right or relatively yeah it's nine hour nine hour flight direct Ooh, it's pretty long okay oh it's quick for us you know we have to fly we have to fly the closest place that we can fly to is i think three hours and uh yeah so we're we're you know if we want to go somewhere we've got to fly for you you're you know you can go to another country and how long does that take you two hour drive I can go to Mexico in 40 minutes. 40 minutes? From where I, mm-hmm. The border's See? right there. Right there. Over my shoulder. Yeah. Baja, yeah. California. Yeah. So we don't, we don't have that. Closest place we have is, um, I guess, Australia. Is there any South Island, North Island rivalry? Uh, uh, there's, there's a smidgen. There's just a smidgen of rivalry there, but not a lot because... The North Islanders are kind of just a superior race than the South uh, oh. than the South Islanders, and that's just kind of known by everyone. And um, <laughs> the South Islanders is actually known as One Eyes. I'm, I'm not this, sure why. Is it's, this true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're known as One Eyes, and I think that may be because of the inbreeding or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not too sure, but it's something to do with like the the different genetic makeup of South Islanders. This has been I'm learning so much about New Zealand that you can't read in books. This is incredible. Yeah. It's, wow. So it's if you meet us, if you meet someone from the South Island of New Zealand, they will seem normal <laughs> until you talk to them. You know. You're right. And then you'll be like, okay. oh shit, no, there's something there's there's something wrong with the the DNA. <laughs> Of that with that person, they're they're not all there. Uh, but apart sense. from that's that, like, there's not really a rivalry. There's not really a rivalry. Not really. Okay. No. Well, that's good. That's good to know. That's healthy. Sounds like a healthy relationship. Yeah, it's it's good. It's um, I mean, it's almost like two different countries. Really? Yeah, I'm actually surprised that we're governed by the same laws with each country. So, if you guys went to war, who's going to win, and how long is the war going to last? Well, the the war will be won by the North Island, hands down, because okay. we have more people. I think there's about four oh. million people in the North Island, and one million in the South Island. So oh. hands down, we're going to win. You don't think the South Island is a more aggressive type of person with the the inbreeding you were describing? Maybe they they'll fight harder. Maybe they'll. Funny thing is, funny thing is, they're more mellow. The further south really? you go, the more mellow they get. They're actually extremely friendly the further south you get. Like country, like kind of country folk, like real nice? Or yeah, yeah, no, no they are, okay. they are. They're really nice, yeah. and I think it's because they don't see many people. Um, so that when they do see someone that's not their cousin, their brother, or their, their wife, or whatever, um, who's all, all also the same person, when they don't see them, <laughs> they're like, okay, well, who's this person? Maybe I should get to know them. You know, yeah, and that—that's what yeah. it feels like. It's very welcoming, very warm down there, and yeah. I know there's a lot of traveling, um, traveling surfers who, who quite frequently go down to the very, um, very far, far south of the South Island, and that's also because the waves there are world class. But um, the people are also world class. 
the people are also world class. Yeah, I, I need exactly. I need to get a job with New Zealand tourism or something like that. I think. You know, I was thinking this entire time you'd be an incredible professor or a tour guide or anything like that. I, it would just be so fun for you to take people around and and really show them that Kiwi love and give them the whole experience. Because that's I feel like I'm there. Like I'm there talking to you right now. Well, once once again, that's the that's the beauty of this technology that we have now. You know, you can sort of kind of be here a little bit. You know, it's you're true. you're in my you're in my living room. Yes, and I'm in yes, yours. I, I thought you lived in a in a vehicle because the last time I talked to you, you were in a uh, in a. Do you call it a carport? You were living in a carport. Driveway. Or were you under a a drive? Okay, yeah. it was your driveway? No, Very I was good. in my car because I was trying to. I was trying to reenact what it would be like to go surfing because they haven't done it in so long. Ah, sucks, and I miss man. it. I really miss it. That's a bummer. But the one thing is, the one thing is, Tuesday, which I like to call opening day. Yeah. It looks like it could be the swell of the year. Shut up! No, it doesn't. You're yep. kidding. Opening day. Stop. Opening Stop day. Stop it. Oh. Yeah. Dude, your pat have you been staying in shape at all? Like no. your paddling's gonna suck. No, yes, you gotta- it will. Have you put on weight? Uh most probably. I'm I'm too scared to weigh myself. But you last time I checked, board? I I need to ride a bigger board. I need to find the largest yeah. board that I have. Yes. And then and then tape that to the next second largest board that I have and I should have enough volume to, to paddle. How big me how big's it supposed to be? How big? Uh Six foot, whatever that means. Uh, double overhead, probably, maybe, hopefully. You should wear a Viking helmet. Well, just I would if something. I had one. Well, somebody needs to get you one. Something just document it. It has to be documented, Luke. I know you're already going to do it, but opening day, swell. Do you have a filmer? Do you have someone that helps you, that films your stuff? Uh, you no. No, just me. Uh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, no, I film everything. Wow. Dang, yeah. dude. So that's, you just it, put it, it on... Wow. Yeah, it's hard to film myself surfing, so that's... Um, I don't have a lot of surf footage. That's what GoPro's for, bro. Ah, so oh. Yeah, dude. No, GoPro's, I, man. I, I, I hate doing GoPro footage, but I do it because I like it, and I'm slightly narcissistic, and I want people to see me getting tubed, but then I also hate it because it's just a pain in the ass and I look like a fucking dick filming How about the, with a the mouth thing, where the person puts it in their mouth and they're like... I've they still, ch- I've they- never, I've never done that because I've got compromised front teeth, so I don't really mm-hmm. want to fuck with that thing because, um, you, don't wanna do that. you know, just snap those things right out. But um, opening day Jack though, I'm up. thinking about, I'm thinking about unleashing the the GoPro on opening day, and it's it's kind of weird actually when I refer to it as opening day, it sounds like duck hunting season or something like that. It does. Yeah. It does. But maybe there should be, be like maybe maybe there should be a limit on how many waves you get. Like there's a limit on how many ducks you can shoot. Maybe 10 waves a person, 10 set waves a person. No, but that's then, generous. But then you, uh, by saying that, you're saying that all surfers are equal. And I don't see it that way because when I paddle out, I know that I'm better and deserve more waves than other people out there. And, you know, because I've, I've built myself up to this point where I, I, sure. I feel entitled. I have a sense of entitlement where I should be getting more waves than, you know, most of the people out there. Um, but I'm yeah, not, I see I'm what not, you're saying. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that's correct. And I mean, are they sponsored by Jack Links? Do they get free beef sticks? I don't well, think I highly so. Highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Yeah. Highly, I don't think anyone does. I don't know anybody that gets free Jack Links. I do. That's, I, I get it for free. They sponsor me to make videos. There's and one that's, right that's, here. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing. Like they, they pay me a little bit of money. And like I was saying earlier, when I draw that massive dick on the beach, I just mm-hmm. thought, wow. Who would have ever thought that someone would pay me money to draw a massive dick on the beach in sand? You, you, this might, I, I don't it. even know. That's in, You couldn't have said it better. What an incredible reality you're living in. And I bet back in 2005, when you were shrouping, practicing your top turn, your, your bottom turn, your airs, your air reverse, you would have never imagined that this is the path that would lead down to where you're at right now, drawing a big old wiener. Big dick. Massive dick with a stand-up paddleboard yeah, on top of it. A big old pee-pee. Yes, you did. And you brought um, smiles to so many Americans. 
true. Well, that's true good. Story. I didn't even realize that uh, Americans uh, were like, you know, watched the Raglan Surf Report and that because I was always worried that if I called it the Raglan Surf Report, it's very specific and people would be misled in thinking that it was very Raglan based and that it was a an actual like surf report. Um, whereas you, it, you know, where you report on the surf. Um, so I was a little bit, a little bit worried about the naming of whatever the fuck it is that I do. Well, you, you are correct in that assessment because it does sound like the Raglan surf report when you read it with your eyeballs yes. and when you say, you say it with your mouth, but then when you go there, you're like, Oh, this is something, something totally different, but it's outstanding. And to be honest, like whatever this is here in California that we're calling surf comedy like your stuff's way better dude it really is you need to i'm just telling you man come to the united states and 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 be be brought in brought into the united states dude oh by well the, I'll, by the I'll, I'll make it over there when uh when i can travel when i can you know when the planes start flying and stuff like that but um i mean there's boats there's boats you know, that's maybe true catch... that's how they used to do it back in the old days and everyone yeah. is everyone is like doing these throwback things like people are realizing that you can get your milk and glass bottles now mm-hmm. um paper bags are a thing um, you can chart the seas you can yeah. chart the way that's that's what people did back in the day that's how everything they would just go out on the sea in a boat you could fish i'm not saying do it but i won't you could. i mean I, I definitely won't but you know it is it is something you got to think about. Um, but what, what's next? About. What's next for you in your your career as an entertainist? Because you've done Doesn't you've it? done some stuff lately. You've done you yes. did your series with Surfer, and yes. um, and then I just saw yesterday you did you were on Jeopardy Jeopardy the television show. Um, I was. So um, you're you're doing some stuff. What's what's next? Well, you know. I love, I love this life that I'm leading on the Instagram. I, I love going out and uh, meeting the people, pressing the flesh, as they say. I used to love shaking hands and high-fiving. Don't do that anymore. I do a lot of double guns, a lot of, you know, a lot of that. Next for me, I think, is uh, to try to get a broader appeal than just surfers. I, I don't know. I mean, I fell into this because I love surfing, but... I would love to talk about other parts of my life. I've had so many jobs. I've done a lot of stuff. And I just want to um, share more of that stuff in a humorous way. Probably like podcasts like you're doing. Yep. More, more video stuff. Um, yeah, I don't want things to be so specific. Because like, so many things I do, only surfers understand. I want to be broader. I see a lot of stuff. I know we talked about this before on YouTube or on TV where I'm like, I could do that. I'm just as good as that. I, if I discipline and I'm focused, I know what I'm capable of. And at 40 years old, this is what I love doing. I want to get paid to do it and do it well. So um, that's what's next for me. I'm going to keep doing this. And I wish I would have started 20 years ago. And that'd be my advice to anybody that's listening. Start now. Start yes, now. But you're doing it now. And you're, you're making yeah. some great strides in doing it. And, well, and you're, you. only, you're still young. You're still young. You can you can do this forever, basically. Yes. So do you, I'm gonna you, live forever. Well, you're not gonna live forever. That's that's not a thing that's huh? that's real. But you can live yeah. on. Your your memory can live on, and what you do now will set you up so that people will remember you forever. You know, as as Southern California's best forty plus middle aged dad surf comedian but they're not just basic not just strictly surfing that's so people will remember you for that and your more words are like you're like they're like fuel to me man i i take those words from across the ocean and i put them in here and i go there's a fire in here there's a fire and i'm ready I'm yeah ready it's because my words are very ready. eloquent and concise and that's why it had that effect on you yeah. did you go to college sort of I did I did two years of film school and that got me nowhere. <laughs> got you here. You're you're an expert well, at Zoom. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've figured out Zoom and hopefully I'm recording the screen at the moment. 
but do you, do you do you have a youtube channel or anything is there any like projects that you that you want to make yeah so i'm i started a podcast with the kook of the day um and uh, another friend who's a dj named chris cantori in san diego he's a real popular dj um i've actually had do you want to hear a funny story yes please okay so like two months into this into doing whatever it is i do after the the instagram thing started i got called by a director a very famous director and producer in hollywood and he invited me up to malibu to surf with him because he surfs and he wanted to do projects with me and uh that never went anywhere. I've had a few meetings like that with people just making contacts and doing stuff. And I never in a million years thought that would happen, right? Like that kind of stuff. And the reason it happened was just by picking up this phone, which is nuts, right? And I don't tell anybody that, but I guess I just did on your podcast because everyone I'm knows hoping it now. that yes. everyone knows it. It's out there because it sounds braggadocious or whatever. But I can't believe it happened. But how does anything happen? You put your stuff out there, and then there's people that can help you along the way. So if anyone wants, I'm ready. Give me a mic. I'm ready to leave my day job. I'm ready. There you go. you got a Anytime. mic and everything. Well, that, that's how All I put it, too. It's like if you, if you throw enough shit against yeah. the wall, some of it's eventually going to stick. Hey, would anybody like uh, to watch a TV show about an American that goes to New Zealand and hangs out with Luke and we travel around the country? He doesn't want to go to the South Island because he has strong feelings about him, but the American will go. I'll do some investigative reporting. That's what I really want to be. I want to be like a travel channel guy that gets to travel. That would be insane. Just to have a show where you get paid to make people laugh, meet new people, that would be it. That'd be the best. That would be ideal. Travel show at the moment will be tricky, but I think if you start preparing it now, then in, in five years' time when we're allowed to travel again internationally, you'll be you'll be sorted. You'll have it streamlined. Five years when this apocalypse is over. Yeah, yeah. Because we all think it's going to end soon, but it's it's probably not. Are you are you talk in a very prophetic way now? I know you're not a religious man, but is it possible you might be getting messages from? up there and maybe you're a prophet because you speak with such authority you speak as if you're a man that has some sort of knowledge that others don't is this correct or am i wrong uh i'd like to think that that's the case but i highly doubt it i just i mean maybe it is because i don't usually think before i talk so maybe the words are from from a higher higher power um because they're definitely not coming from my brain yeah did you do a lot of psychedelics when you were younger uh no i don't think so okay kind of a delay in the answer there was kind of a let you sort of were like yep i'm I not smoked marijuana i smoked marijuana about three times so i'm not sure if that's classed as a psychedelic it's not it's not no i'm talking no. mushrooms lsd things of that nature no Your no because schedule- they're they're illegal they're illegal that's the correct answer they are illegal and mm. luke luke cederman is a law-abiding man yeah, and so is surfing Correct at the answer. moment. It's that's still illegal for another two days. Yeah, I still I, yeah. I still find it just really strange that for you, you can go surfing but only at certain beaches, which kind mm-hmm. of you know defeats the purpose of you know stopping people from surfing because they're all just going to congregate at one beach. That's what's happened, a hundred percent. So there's people coming from the north and the south to surf at the beaches that are open and it's a cluster it's a mess and that's why i think everything's gonna start to open up on monday because it's just everybody didn't know what they were doing and the governments the local the state was just kind of doing what they thought was best and then they've sort of these past four weeks realized some of this stuff is dumb yeah some of this stuff is stupid they're just making shit up on the fly really weren't they I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so I, I put it out onto my Instagram and uh, mm-hmm. I got people to um, comment on what they wanted me to ask you about. 
Yes. And um, there w- most of it was pretty shit. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to, you know, kind of say anything bad about my followers, but I won't then. No, I won't. But no. there was one, there was a couple of good questions though. Uh, something about mid-lengths. Mid-length surfboards. Yes. What 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 are your thoughts, feelings, emotions on mid-length surfboards? But first off, what are they? What are they? A mid-length, or as I believe the Australians call it, a mall, is typically not a shortboard, not a longboard. It's right in the middle. Some people also refer to them as fun boards. Commonly, seven foot six to maybe eight six, can have kind of a rounded nose, usually a rounded tail. And the gentlemen and the ladies that ride them, it's more about style, about shoulder placement, head snaps, not hitting the lip, nothing critical. Maybe you could get a tube if you're a really good surfer and you just happen to jump on a mid-length. Typically, you come from a shortboard background. They really only work well at long points. They can look graceful if they're ridden by a good surfer, but they usually aren't. It's more about holding the mid-length like Alex Nost, walking around, looking good. Kind of it, looking good. That's mm. what really what's. That's why I started surfing to look good, get get laid. Don't tell yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm get, talking about. I'm trying to get laid and get paid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, my son's back. That didn't mean. Daddy didn't mean that. But that's a mid length. That is a mid length. Yes. And like, I've always had this thought about mid lengths. When I say always, yes. I mean for the last six months when I figured out what they were that they're generally written by people and this is the you know cynical side of me coming out which is yes. my most dominant side um they're usually written by people that are trying to disguise their inability to actually be able to surf any good because a mid-length yes generally they're a mid-length single fin and single fins are the worst surfboards that were ever made um, because mm-hmm. no one can really surf them effectively and that people had taken up mid-length single fin riding to disguise their inability because it's a perfect excuse to surf shit because no one can surf any good on them. Maybe there's maybe a handful of guys that can surf any good on them, but yeah, that's that's how I see it. Same with with logging a little bit, and they look good. They're aesthetically pleasing to the eye, and mm-hmm. uh, and you look like a, a really traditional surfer. That's. I'm so glad you mentioned that, and it's a perfect assessment. And I'd also like to mention, not not to toot my own horn, but beep beep. I just want to plug this real quick. I am starting the World Mid Length Championship. There is a shortboard championship. There is a longboard surf tour, but not a mid length tour. I am the ambassador. I started the mid length tour, is what I'm trying to say. People forget about the mid length rider. They embrace the shortboarder and the longboarder, but we know. That surfing is about looking good, and who looks better than anybody? The mid-lengther. Who who do they sell the most clothes to? The mid-lengther. It's those guys, the guys that are over it. They're the ones that we want to sell to, and we want to give them a platform to showcase their skills or lack of skills. Or lack of skills. So that would probably be more a style-based competitive circuit, wouldn't it? It would be less about yes. the performance and more about like how you carry the board and how you you carry yourself as a as a mid-lengther everything from what you drive up into what what you pull up to the beach in what kind of car that's going to be judged what you're wearing what your hair looks like obviously you can't do critical maneuvers in the pocket you've never seen that with a mid-length so we're basing their entire lifestyle that's all going to be judged and then we'll determine who the world champion mid-lengther is cool and when does this kick off when when's the start and is it is it affiliated at all with the World Surf League, or is this a, a rebel tour? It's it's a rebel tour, and uh, we currently have no sponsors. Um, so if anybody out there, you know, wants to to jump on board, if anyone would love to host a contest, let's say Raglan, you know, ring us up, shoot into my DMs. We're waiting. We're ready. I have I have ten guys that are ready ready to jump, and uh, we'll see what happens. Just you know pray hope it happens all right well i'll look into that see if i can you know swing anything these ways if you could, if um, you could to make it international have a few different yeah. stops on the tour please 
please yeah please um but i think we're going to have to wrap this up now because all my technology is about to explode but um before i leave is there anything else you want want to say i just want to say sincerely it's been an honor luke um you have a big fan base it's going to continue to grow in the united states um you put out quality stuff we love your humor um and i just really enjoyed talking to you and being on your podcast so thank you so much appreciate it awesome thank you thank you so much for for um doing this podcast with me and it was a bit of a pain in the ass but we eventually got there in the end on a second try and yes. hopefully this one doesn't fuck out but um you're an absolute legend sir you are the orator of the surfing world and uh and I hope to see a lot more of you in the future doing doing all your stuff and achieving your hopes and dreams and goals. Same and, with you, uh, Luke. And, and, and listen, if I ever get to New Zealand, I want to get some beef sticks. I want some Jack Links. I want double, one in this hand, one in this hand, because I love the beef sticks. Yeah. Well, we'll take them down to the South Islander and South Islanders and feed them because you know they need some help. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll do. <laughs>